everybody and welcome to Love Unlocks live sessions. It is Thursday and it's one o'clock and it's so great to have you all here. Thank you for logging in and uh, being part of this. Please let us know wherever you are logging in from and uh, if you have any questions or comments as we are going in this conversation today, please feel free to comment and be a part of this. It'll be so cool to hear from you. Love Unlocks, if you're here for the first time, it is all about chatting to people about how God's love has unlocked their lives and how His love keeps unlocking other people's lives through their lives and their work and their ministries or whatever it may be. Uh, so it's great to have those conversations and uh, it's, it's great to hear how it's been impacting your life. So thank you for the feedback. Thank you for being part of this. And it's brought to you by our ministry called Love Key, where we minister wholeness to families and unity to the body of Christ. And we really believe that whole families can build a whole nation. So we want to try to do what we can to, to make that happen. And, uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that my wife and I are starting a new marriage seminar online from the 1st of October, and there's a link in this post where you can go to get your tickets to join us from the 1st of October. It's a 10-week online seminar once a week where we chat everything marriage. And then also, I'm uh, working on a new song called Our Nation Belongs to God, and we want you to be a part of the music video. So there's also a link there you can click to check out where you can get the song and the lyrics, sing along and record it on your phone and send it to us. We would love for you to be a part of this new music video. So without any further ado, I would love to introduce uh, the, my, my guest today. She is a super talented lady. We met very, very long time ago in a Maranatha studio is what I remember. And as soon as she moved in behind the piano and started playing and singing, I, I remember just lying on the floor there feeling like I'm in heaven. Uh, and since then, we've, we've, uh, we've seen each other get married, get children, uh, but still being in the industry. And uh, she is just an amazing person. So please welcome on the show today, the beautiful and talented Rihanna Nell. Yay! <laughs> no, um, I, I must, I, I think actually I, I remember when we first met. Okay, please help me. So, okay, so I was very young and very impressionable, and this guy, he was like competing in idols. <laughs> and I think you, I did was for idols. Um, and he was uh, visiting me while I was staying at Cassie Carsten's house. Yes. In okay, it's coming back to me. It's, it's coming, coming back, back to me. me. And, then, I and then you came and you took my guitar and you serenaded me. <laughs> <laughs> not, in, not in a romantic way. I was like, me? Yeah. Me romantic, yeah. me. Okay. But like in a in a okay. So like, do you think I started stand a chance? And yes. Which what which, what I, which I so really I, needed to know easy. at that stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you had a lot of talent from the get go. Uh, honestly, that means a lot I coming like, from you. <laughs> I was just very awkward at the time. I was just out of school. I was like, yeah, very awkward. 19 year old. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's like 18 years ago, right there. That's crazy. Yeah. My word. And and now <laughs> for a while. <laughs> but I mean, that's just that's amazing. I, I had Cassie uh, on the show a while ago, and we had an amazing conversation. And it's so cool to to now make all those connections and and see how. Yeah, thank you for reminding me of that. I actually forgot about that. Sure, that's that's amazing. <laughs> How are you and how's the family and how has how have you guys been doing in lockdown? No, no, we, we've been um, flourishing in lockdown actually. Amazing. Um, I have um, no complaints, no no struggles, no worries. I'm, 
I was so privileged to have uh, given birth right before lockdown on the 13th of March. I gave birth to my third little boy. Mm. And um, uh, he was, we were just home. Um, and then the lockdown kind of started. So we found all sorts of different ways to, to make it happen. But I think the best, the best part of it was just having my husband home and the whole family. And I didn't have to travel <laughs> um, <laughs> with, with a small baby. So I was very grateful for that. Um, yeah, for me, it was actually a, a great blessing. That's amazing. I've, I've heard so many different reactions to that question. Um, and I think it has a lot to do with where you are in life, whether you know your your business is affected or not affected by the whole thing. And and I mean, we we all as as performing artists and everyone in our industry have been deeply affected. Um, but when it's when you when you're able to get through this whole thing and and uh, and feel like the way you feel, that's that's amazing. That's a blessing. And how is the little one? How how's your five month old doing? We've got a seven month old, also like a, a lockdown baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, how's your how's how's he doing? Uh, he's so well. His name is Estian, Estian Kaleb, and he, um, he's, I call him Smiley because he's just smiling all the time, no matter oh, in wow. whose arms you put him, he's just smiling all the time. And his brothers, like you'd know, like when, when you have a new baby and you have boys, yeah. they jump on him and cough on him and, <laughs> you know, they try to feed him and they try to yeah. like play with him and hold his hand and uh, yeah, so it, 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 it's a, a new thing to get used to, um, you know, trying to tell little little kids not to, you yeah. know, to be too hard on the baby. Um, but they love each other, and I'm just so grateful that my, my boys are really interacting well, and they uh, give lots of kisses and hugs, and it's, um, yeah, it's beautiful to be old. I'm, I just feel so full, you know, when I look at my little family. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, that's amazing. And you, you and Cornell, how long have you guys been married now? We've been married for seven years. Uh, ah. And um, uh, yeah, we've known each other for eight. And yeah, you see, marriage is a is a amazing thing. You know, you you wonder at some point if it's gonna go downhill or are you gonna pick up more struggles or something. And you know, I think when you do marriage with God and you. You keep yourself close to him and his presence. Um, yeah, you you grow closer to one another in your marriage as well. And for me, it's been it's been nice and awesome to see that um, the butterflies are still there, and uh, <laughs> uh, I still think he's extremely hot. And um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we might have more children. Who knows? <laughs> hey, well done. Well, it, I like that giggle. That's a good sign. It's a. <laughs> It means the spark is there, and that's very important. I think that's so, so good. I remember um, when we were at at um, a, a wedding together. Um, uh, we had a great chat with you guys, and just heard where you are and how you think about marriage. And it was such a great um, to see to because that's the first time I think I really had a chance to speak to Cornell and 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 hear his heart and see how you guys are with each other and. And it was just amazing. And to see that you guys are still going strong. Seven years in, that's awesome. Well done. Uh, it's unfortunately not the norm. So, yeah, well done. And thank you for being an example. I think, you know, the more there are uh, of guys like you, the, the better for marriage and for families. So, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. What, is, what, is the, what is the first word that comes to mind when you think of your husband? Steadfast. Um, faithful. Beautiful. Um, yeah, secure. In Christ, um, 
Damn good looking. <laughs> <laughs> Moi man. That's a... Ripped. <laughs> awesome. So yeah, no. ripped. Okay, so you guys stayed you stayed in shape during lockdown. <laughs> no, we, we, we did diet. Um both of us we, we lost quite a bit of weight. Um Okay. Uh, we we made a. I think it was partly fasting and and eating right and just uh, trying you know a, a couple of things. But um, wow. yeah, well yeah, yeah. I'm joking when I say ripped, but he, <laughs> 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 but you know he's 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 ripped enough for me. I guess yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> Not according to the world standards. <laughs> okay, I hear you. He's working on the six pack. <laughs> Before this gets awkward, let's move on to the next question. <laughs> All right. So, so with your with your three children, uh, I want you to do the same thing. Like, uh, just name the child and then say the first word that comes to mind or words for this child and and uh, why. Um. Okay. My firstborn. Um. <laughs> I would say what comes to mind is um, affection. Mm. Um, creativeness, imagination. He's definitely adventurous, and um, yeah, his imagination is big. <laughs> <laughs> he's been thinking. He 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 thinks he's an eagle for the last three years, uh, and wow. he actually has a very high pitched eagle sound that he makes, and he thinks he's got eagle powers. <laughs> wow! My well, um, as second, long as he doesn't try to jump off a, a building. Uh, yeah, not buildings uh, yet, okay. but everything else pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, my second son, Sebastian, he, um, when I think of him, I think of stubborn, <laughs> willpower. <laughs> he's very argumentative. Um, he's got like this frown, you okay. know. Um, <laughs> he doesn't take no for an answer. So is that I, more like you or more like Cornell? <laughs> <laughs> that would probably be me. I don't know. I know Bessie Beer. Bessie Beer, okay. Our surname is De Beer, um, and uh, he's a redhead. Ooh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so he's a fireball running around. You know, he's got a he's got a will of his own. Um, but he's yeah, shame. He's just he's like a cat, like. You know, he comes to you when he wants to give hugs and when he yeah, wants to, okay. you know, be tickled or stuff like that. Um, but yeah, he's cute. Um, my baby, like I just call him Smiley because he smiles all the time. And he's such a dream child. And um, a word that describes him would probably be um, two words, I guess. Good report. Um, <laughs> he's a kind of see that in him like he's going to be one of those kids who just sees the bright side and everything mm. um even now you know <laughs> he just even if you change his nappy he's like oh, <laughs> um and then he smiles yeah. yeah oh yeah all the time i think i think uh maybe it's the same with our, our youngest uh alana I think her favorite time is when she doesn't have her nappy on or when she's in the bath. It's uh, like that freedom, you know. <laughs> I actually can't wait for summer so she can just, you know, be, yeah. na be naked in the yard. <laughs> think it's her baby. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I'm just thinking as you're talking, uh, what would you say was, was how did you think about mothering or being a mother before you had children and how do you think about it now? What has been the m biggest shift 
in your in your thinking about it because of experience now? Um, I think before I become a, became a mother, I was um, obviously it was unknown, unsure. I knew I wanted to be a mother, and I think the fears that I had before I had babies was like, first of all, am I going to love them? <laughs> <laughs> um, I was kind of like worried, like because you know you've never had one, so I mean, are you going to even like this baby? <laughs> And um, the other thing I think was just how do I do life with this responsibility and kids? Yeah. And um, after my firstborn, I was quite, I was quite anxious for like a month or two because I haven't figured, hadn't figured things out yet. And now with my third child, I'm like, I'm so laid back and I, I'm, <laughs> I'm very relaxed in it. And I, I know you can do extremely. Well, you you can do everything you want to do with kids. Yeah. Um, they are not a handbrake in any way. They are not something that holds you back. In fact, they 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 just take you to such new levels of understanding. Firstly, who God is. Firstly, who you are. Things that that you want to fight for. Things that you want to do. You want to do everything with them. Um, so the mother I was before kids, or the almost mother, and the mother now. It's just I have a motto, and my motto is whatever keeps me sane. <laughs> that <laughs> might offend some people, but I, I just I think we take each other, we take ourselves too seriously uh, into yeah. many things. And and now that I'm almost 40 years old, I I don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm 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 not gonna ex. I don't want to put a lot of expectations on my kids. But I need to learn how to not expect too much of myself either. Yeah. And uh, that's something I'm I'm still battling through, and I'm still getting through that. But I'm choosing, I'm choosing it. That sounds very wise. I think that's a uh, that's something that a lot of creatives struggle with. Is that um, you know in in us in our pursuit for excellence and perfection, we we put these standards on ourselves and uh, and other people, uh, and it's it's difficult to manage that. Um, but that, I can hear the wisdom has kicked in <laughs> uh, from from experience. I've 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 gone through so many things. I remember being uh, you know sitting on a plane before I was a dad myself, and you hear the baby scream. And you see how people handle their kids. And I made all these decisions like, you know, my kids will never scream on a plane. And uh, I will, I, they will adapt to me. I won't adapt to them. And I had all these ideas. <laughs> and it was all like, woo. Uh, and it was so good. Like you say, you you find other ways where you can actually live your better life, you know, with kids. And I, I think the, the biggest thing that, that, that came through for me was how God started speaking to me. Uh, through my interaction with my children. Um, uh, yeah, I, I can recall a few moments. I don't know if you have any of those moments where you were having a, a moment with your child and it was like God said, yes, you know, I feel about you the same way. Um, do you have any stories like that? Yes. Uh, yeah, Natalia, um, I think the one, one of my favorite ones was because I, I've struggled with fear most of my life. Um, and, and that's, I guess it's just because I don't trust God, I haven't trusted God as I should have in my life. So I want to take everything in my own hands. And I, I, I just made myself so anxious and so fearful for many things. And mm. um, I heard my my two-year-old boy say to my three-year-old boy <laughs> one night, he says, Tricia, is he bang? <laughs> and Tricia said, Nia? I say, 
Yeah, many bangbees ni. He says his bye out. Oh. And uh, and you know what? I I was I just listened to them and I'm just like, wow. You know, I'm learning like basic basic things from my children, sure. which I'm telling them. Yeah. I'm telling them that, but why then can I not fully yeah. jump into that that thing? And and it's challenged me to. To really go and and um, act upon the things that I tell my kids because I can't tell them something and live something else. Sure. But if I do, I explain to them and then we encourage each other. Um, you know, I, I love the fact that there are crazy boys who's running around and stuff. And I'm, I think um, every time I look at them, I have to choose to realize that my children do not belong to me. Mm. They belong to God. And I need to be in a place where I know that, that, that they are his and he can come and fetch them anytime he wants. Sure. And I think I, I, I went from light to very deep and very suddenly. No, it's but, good. But for me, I have had so many fears and so many, um, moments of anxiety about that and in the last two weeks I felt God really came and spoke into this area in my life mm. because in the last five months I have written songs I have written 235 songs for people whoa and ho- more than half of these songs was about um, loss it was about death it was about people sure. losing children children drowning wow. miscarriages fathers sure. dying uh, it's People dying from COVID, people dying from heart attacks, people dying from cancer, people dying from motor accidents, kids, um, horrible things happening to kids, kids being abused. Um, I wasn't prepared for all of this, honestly. And at some point during half of these songs, I just, I just realized that I need to go seek God now for answers because I'm at a place where I am asking too many questions and I don't have a lot of answers. And once you come to a place like that, it's the best time. So if you are in a place in your life where you are feeling pretty lost, unsure about things, and you're not really really at peace in your heart, it's an awesome place. First of all, start thanking God for that because it's catapulting you into a place where you are going to start doing the very thing that you should have been doing in the beginning, and that is seeking God, Mm. coming into His presence, Mm. reading His words, filling your mind with Scripture, talking to people, worshiping and seeking the God of all gods. And I promise you that He promised that if you seek Him, you will find Him. And um, I experienced that this week so powerfully. Um, You know, I was sitting there and I, I wanted to... Ask God, like, yeah, I want to trust you, Lord, to protect my family. And I want to trust you to protect me and our income and our jobs and our mm. things. And it's like, and I, you know, I, I, I even sang that song, Lord, you are the way maker. And, you know, you are the <laughs> miracle, miracle worker. worker. You know, you sing this by faith, but actually you just don't believe that God's going to protect you. And then I felt the Lord just really give me this wake up call. And he was like, Mariana. You're going to have trouble in this world, but mm. I have overcome this world. You're mm. making too much of this world. Um, and, and I sang the song in a new light, Waymaker, because he sent Jesus to die for us. Miracle worker, because Christ stood up from the grave 
promise keeper because he sent his Holy Spirit to help us mm. and light in the darkness is mm. the way that we should live. And Jesus was the example of that. So good. The, the bottom line of life, and if you are still stuck in your worries and your fears, is because we're not living out Matthew um, 28. We are not telling people about Christ anymore. We're not evangelizing. We're not testifying. We're not, we're not doing the job in a sense. And, we, and then we become complacent like dams and we're supposed to be rivers. Amen. And, um, and so I started by faith becoming a river. I sang songs and I worship and, and God met me in that place. And you know what? He is good, not because of what he does for me. Even though he takes my life, he is good because he is God. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. It does. And I think it's such a great message. And uh, I just want to say, preach it, sister. Because <laughs> when, uh, when you get on a roll like that, that's powerful. And I, I think that's something that all of us have to face and, and talk about. It's a real thing. Um, a while ago, I felt that God took me on this journey of what does is, what is good and bad mean to Him? Because we, we always attribute it to our own ideas of what's good and bad. So we say He's a good, good Father, and we say He's a loving Father, and then we sing Waymaker, Miracle Worker, Promise Keeper, and we think about everything that we want. And and it's if you get down to it, a lot of it is very selfish and ambitious. Um and, and it's about what you just said, switching it around to his kingdom. Are we kingdom minded or are we our own kingdom minded? And I, I think that's in, in the modern church, there, there's a lot of that, you know, how can I build my kingdom and make it look like it's part of God's kingdom kind of thing. Um, and, and, the, and fear this year yo, is rife. And I can only imagine what it must be to, to get stuck in other people's stories of pain and loss and and then write something of hope out of that. Um, I, I, that's a lot of songs. <laughs> I would love to hear them. Um, sure, well done. And and thank you for, for sharing that. That's really powerful. And I think it's such a timely word for everybody to, to hear. Um, I was going to ask you a few other questions about your life, but I think since we're on that track, um, yeah. will you please share with us uh, how, how did... How did you meet Jesus the first time? How did you give your life to Him, become a Christian, however you want to explain it? What was the first encounter for you? Um, I think for me, growing up in a, well, I guess, a home where, you know, Christ was preached and so on. I get my kat afgele. I've always been a very serious child, I guess. Um, and... Faith and um, God was a very serious thing for me. Mm. Um, one day we were at a camp um, and my dad was an elder in the church and he was, um, you know, he was busy with the, with the kids and I climbed up this little kopi, this mountain, and I was sitting at the top. I think I was about 10 years old and I just looked, I looked at the sun setting on the horizon and I was filled with such emotion mm. and I was weeping and I, I it's just like I felt the Holy Spirit and I felt like God was real this was real mm. and I, I I encountered it for myself I, I mean there was no one preaching there was no one 
laying hands on me. There was nothing, you know, like that. I wasn't even really looking for God. I was just climbing up this mountain. But God had an appointment with me. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I was so willing to, to uh, live a life where I meet Jesus every day because, wow, to... To, to know him is is such a it's so vast I mean you can never understand God we we need each other to understand God yeah. and we don't even understand him then because I mean how can you our little brains but <laughs> I fell in love with him you know I don't have in, I was just talking next door to people I was like you know what I had I have had so many conversations with very clever people very clever people I mean they have intellects the size of cedar trees they just <laughs> they can outsmart me and out argue me any day mm. but they cannot take my relationship with Jesus they cannot take what he has meant to me in my roughest times like I got a phone call that told me that my mom had passed away and I had a song in my heart and I started singing that's mm. insanity but that's that's a knowing of, of God and the kingdom and he has planned for us and yeah. eternity and heaven. Uh, those things are real for me. And, you know, you can come with, with uh, all sorts of arguments and things. And uh, I'm probably not going to come into a debate with you, but I'll just be like, oh, you know what? That's good. But I have, I have a lifetime of knowing Jesus and him and his grace helping me through things. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So I know there's people listening, obviously, today. I and hope you so. go. <laughs> and they, they, there is, oh, there is terrible things, but with Jelle Gebeerit. I mean, whether you were abused by your father or your brother, or whether you were abandoned by your mother, or whether you felt like no one stood up for you, or you were raped, or you were mugged or beaten, or someone in your family was murdered, or you are bankrupt and you cannot provide for your family, mm. or you're deciding whether you want to shoot yourself and make it all go away. And I, these are all songs that I've sang for people, and I know this stuff is happening because I read about it every day. Mm. And I, I sit here and I'm overwhelmed in my heart with love for people. On South Afrikaans mense wat seer red. En ek weet die enigste antwoord. The only answer for you is Christ. Yes. And I know He is good. And I know He is faithful. And He wants to comfort you. And He wants to tell you that you matter. And that in some weird way, if we embrace the suffering and we give glory to Him, his arm is not too short to save. And, and I'm not saying his arm is not too short to provide or heal or comfort or um, protect. Mm. I'm saying his arm is not too short to save. Yes. And I think the point I want to make with that is that the point of all things is salvation. It, we're not going to have comfort and we're not going to be healed some, you know, we, we're probably not going to even, might even live a short while. And death is there for us all and it's waiting for us all. And when that day comes, as I have written in a song, when that day comes, are you ready? Are you prepared? Mm. Are you, do you know where you stand with, 
with him? Do you believe that Christ died on the cross and that he rose again? Do you believe that, that salvation can be yours? Do you believe that he loves you? Do you believe that in your heart and confess it with your mouth? Um, or are you unsure whether you can trust this God? Mm. Um, I, uh, I mentioned to you before we went on, uh, went live that we had a, a really powerful conversation in, in my life group last night about the question, what is my expectation of God and what are his expectations of me? And, and for me, it, it ties in with what you're saying. Do you think that when people go through loss um, of various kinds, like you mentioned, that, that a lot of people will go through something like that, even if they were, you know, they would say, I'm a believer, but then they go through something like that. And then the, the disappointment and the hurt causes a form of bitterness that makes them turn against God or turn their back on God or whatever. Um, do you think we, we, we actually start out maybe in our faith journeys with incorrect expectations about God and that sometimes sets us up for, for these difficult times? Um, and and how, how, do we, how do we change our thinking so that when those times come, um, we, we can handle it in the right way? Well, um, let me use this example. When we, are, um, when we start off our relationship with God as young believers, well, we don't know much. I mean, so mm. my child comes to me with huge expectations. You know, he comes to me because I'm going to give him chocolates. And, I'm, <laughs> so, and he even asks for those things, you know, even though I've said no a thousand times, he still comes, I will chocolate. And, um, <laughs> you know, so he, at least I love the fact that he comes to me with expectation, yeah. first of all. God is not afraid of our expectation because he can meet all of our expectations. So good. But, um, you know, what? and the only thing that God, like a parent, um, kind of really hope for and wish for and, and kind of expect from our kids is obedience. Mm. We'd really mm. like our kids to, <laughs> to obey, you know, you know, we'd really like our children to do what we ask them to do. <laughs> so the thing is, we make life so difficult because we just don't do these simple things. <laughs> you know, God asks us something and we don't respond in, in the way that he would like. So, um, and the thing is, we don't ask things of our children because we want to do them harm. Um, we, we ask our children to obey certain things because we know that it will either save their life, keep them healthy, um, or just, you know, be fun or enjoyable for them. Um, but we have an inherent sin thing in our lives. So we, we kick and scream against anything, no matter what it is. Sometimes my kid would even tell me, no, he doesn't want to do something, even though it's eating chocolate. He'll be like, nee, honey, just because out of rebellion. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, um, going from being an, a Christian, a, a young Christian, to being a mature Christian is um, just being obedient. For me now, it's become more important than ever mm. uh, to obey. Obey unlocks so many things. Obedience, it unlocks so much. It it unlocks God's blessing. It unlocks his word. It unlocks his love for me even more so that I can feel it and understand it. When I do little things like um, like 
to choose him in every day, to choose life in every day, to choose to not be negative in my self-talk, which, by the way, invites a spirit of death. Mm. Um, so when I obey God, wow, it's like I find God, you know, because he says, seek me and you'll find me. But if you're not going to obey and seek him, you're not going to find him. Yeah. So I know it's a mouthful, but um, I think expectations, life is all about managing expectations, even in your marriage and in, in your career everywhere. Um, I think for me, it's definitely coming down to, to obedience. And um, I want to be obedient to God because I love him. I don't know. I, I, awesome. I want it. I, I want to please his heart. And um, I think the bigger question is understanding. For me, it's about, now this is a hard one. This is very hard because friends of mine lost their whole family, um, you know, in, the, in that fire. And then there was uh, sure. countless of stories of people who, who go through tragic things. Mm, yeah. Um, how do you whip? I wrote for a mother whose son drowned, mm. and we have so many questions. Yeah, and the I think the one thing, the big challenge for us is to give up our right to understand an almighty God who created heaven and earth. And I was just like, oh, here, who can I even think that I can understand your ways? I want to come back, Lord, to being like a little child, mm. just just accepting your word, just just trusting you, just loving you. I just want to be a little child again. I don't want to get a fancy word of intellect of, I don't understand and I'm not going to understand everything. Um, and I'm okay with that because no matter what happens, I choose now this is a word, I choose. Yes. <laughs> I choose to trust God. I choose to believe God. I choose to love God. I choose to seek God. I choose to serve God. I choose to sing for God. I choose it. I choose life. I will live and not die and proclaim the works of the Lord. So good. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, you know? <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah it's, it's wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing so passionately. Um, what, what would you say, I mean, you speak a lot, of, um, a lot of wisdom in what you're saying and a lot of truth, and I can hear it comes from, from experience, from time with God, from going through some tough stuff yourself and, and asking questions and spending time with God about, you know, how should I see this? What... Can you maybe name one or two landmarks in your spiritual journey? Moments after your encounter as a 10-year-old on that mountain, you know, uh, what, what other moments like that would you say marked your faith journey? Yeah, okay. One of them was when I was pregnant with my third boy. And uh, we went through all sorts of tests uh, around 16 weeks. And they said that my child had a one in five chance of having a, like a very <clears throat> bad syndrome. Sure. And uh, the syndrome was like the worst kind of imaginable syndrome you can think of. I mean, yeah. he would have fits and no immune system. And his 
eyes would be far apart and he would have heart problems and he would have fits and seizures and he ha- would have s- psychological problems like schizophrenia and things. And when the wow. doctor told me that, and the doctor actually phoned me and said on the phone, like, yo, this is bad. You're going to have to like abort. Yo. And for the next five weeks, I had to dig really deep. Mm. But the but the most amazing thing is, obviously, we don't believe in ab- abortion. I don't believe taking a, a child's life. But I know that there are different um, circumstances in that. And I have had friends who who found it more merciful for a very deformed baby with no brain and no back 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 open. I mean. Those are things that are debatable, but for me, I, I was sitting at that point in, in with that decision, and we were like, "No, of course not." <laughs> um, mm. My husband's response was, "You know, I'm not gonna go to heaven and walk into my, you know, in my sons, and I'm telling them, gonna tell him that, you know, because I'm not gonna do it me." So we were like, "We're gonna. Our child has a chance of survival, so we, I mean, we're gonna embrace it and we're gonna raise him, but." Honestly, that was the worst news I could probably have heard in my life. And yeah. I fell to pieces and I was totally anxious. And I was um, I was weeping like uncontrollably because I, I, I was measuring up everything, like the our current life and how that would change and how my career would change and how, how it would consume my time or what I would have to give up and how it would have an impact on, on everything and even my relationship with my husband. Mm. And my relationship with God, but the coolest thing was that I was I was forced to grow up. Um, <laughs> sure. To my shame, I I I wasn't grown up yet. Um, you know, almost almost forty, but I haven't learned a basic thing like that to to stop grumbling and stop complaining and be a mature Christian and grow up. And I was like, I really sensed God was saying to me, Riona. You have to stop complaining and moaning and have to stop seeing the worst possible thing happening. You need to start giving a good report. Yeah. Wow. You need to start giving a good report. Mm. You will you will gain so much in life if you start giving a good report because you, and by that I mean being grateful and thankful and hopeful for what God has for us even though my child is disabled, um, even though whatever happens, you know, um, and I started doing that and I, I, I started choosing, I chose life, I chose it and I spoke it over my being, but I didn't demand of God to, to make everything, you know, work out for the good mm. uh, or, you know, that he would make my son normal. I, I, I just wanted to respond in a way that it will please his heart and I was saying, Lord, let your will be done. Mm. Your will will be the best. Not my will, your will. Sure. So there's a couple of things. So obviously I, I had to learn how to give a good report. I had to realize that God's will for my life is better than mine. So I don't have to give him my whole list. I can just pray, Lord, let your will be done. And then thirdly, uh, I called my son Caleb because like because like those two spies, you know, um, I wanted my sons to be men who speak life into dead situations. Mm. And I wanted to be a woman who speaks life into dead situations. And um, 
you learn that through the struggles and the trials in your life. And that's why I'm saying, that's why I wrote a song called Sterker. Also, in a sense, because I always write songs that are kind of prophetic before I go through them. <laughs> um, <laughs> sure. Which is kind of like, I dread that, but um, yeah, it's kind of happened that way. Uh, so, yes, I am stronger. I am stronger, I am stronger as a result of the trial. Mm. But I, I sure didn't want to go through it again, you know, so I'm yeah. going to make sure I learn the lesson. Sure. Um, and, and, and a lesson sounds like like God doing this, yeah. but he's not. He was so gentle and he was so gracious. Mm. And also in this whole situation, I learned a very valuable thing. And maybe this means something to someone out there. Um, do not grab for a word, prophecy or scripture or word from a person when you are going through a devastating time. Do not grab for it, but wait for God to give it because he will. See, so what I mean by that is I, um, I, I was going through this trial, this season, and I want to grab for someone to fix this for me. Either someone's going to pray it away or someone's going to prophesy it away or um, something's going to happen. And then true as Bob, I ran into um, Brian Houston. Of all people. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, randomly at the airport. Amazing. But I really felt like I was tested, you know. And so the first urge in my urge in my heart was, oh, yo, this is a man of God. I mean, he's gonna pray for me. He's gonna heal, heal me. Maybe give me a job at Eel Songs, or I don't know, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. And and I wanted him to pray for me because I put all of my faith in this man. Sure. It's a and very it natural so reaction. Quick. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what people do with famous people because they think they have something yeah and um and i felt like god was saying that's kind of adulterous you should come to me sure and wait for me and then i uh i did not ask brian houston to pray for me but i was very very tempted and i <laughs> went back to my drummer who was sitting with me and i said to him i get him nie nie. I gaan nie. I gaan wacht for god, for god. and uh the day i sh was about to get the report of this test um, whether my son is disabled or not. I was painting the helicopter in my garden. <laughs> you were painting the helicopter in your garden? <laughs> yeah. Explain. I have, a, I have a helicopter in my garden. Like a full-on real <laughs> helicopter. I, I get a triple two, a bell triple two in my in my. <laughs> Whoa. Is this a fleende again or one for your kinders to to spill? but I, he was actively flying in Hawaii in the beginning of the year. So wow, yeah, that's so cool! I, I am the coolest mother ever. I can, that you are legitimately <laughs> that that's hard to beat. A real yeah, helicopter, my word! Okay, so you were painting the helicopter in your backyard. I was sitting outside right? painting this helicopter green because it was white and it was a bit of a eyesore. Um, <laughs> and uh, I was sitting there sobbing waiting for this phone call from from my doctor to tell me what's going for what sure and and i the phone rang and i answered and it was an unknown number and i never answer an unknown number but i did that day and it was a man who had a word for me mm. and he used to pray for me many years ago when i was at the mighty men conference while yeah. i was a girl 
the mighty men front. I don't know, but I was there and he prayed for me. And he phoned me and he said he had a, he has a word for me and he just wants to say that everything is going to be fine. Mm. And um, and then there was a scripture that he gave me. And as I put the phone down, I saw the WhatsApp from the doctor saying, best in this, um, you simply is normal. Oh. I get up my knee neergeval. Sure. And, and I, you know, and the thing is, I think if I did get news that wasn't what I wanted to hear, I really hope that I would have been someone who could still praise God in that. And I also decided that that was what I was wanting to do, that I was going to, that I was going to still praise God, even though he, he decided to, to maybe go the other way. Sure. So that was one of the occasions in my life, one of the moments that was significant for me. Yeah, and well. the, the other moment was Monday. <laughs> yeah, this Monday. Oh, wow. Okay. I guess that's why I'm so weepy and I'm so uh, ignited again. Yeah, sure. And it's just... Because of the last five months, and I actually want to thank everyone that has allowed me the privilege of writing you a song. I have fallen in love with, with everyone. And in some sense, I felt like I have carried your burden mm. and I have become part of your family sure. and part of your struggle. Mm. And I really feel like God has showed me so much about what it is to be Christ-like through serving you and loving you and praying for you. And I have, I've learned that, that singing for one person in Breda's Dorp is, is as incredible as Ahwaz, is more incredible than singing in front of all the thousands of people that I have sung in front of. And um, I have, you have blessed me in such an incredible way and you've made me realize that there is so much beauty in the world. Um, I have I have read of people couples. This one couple wakes up in the morning and then they face one another and their children they dear and and then they see mom and dad putting on the armor of God facing one another and they are just dressing themselves with a shield and with a sword and with a helmet and I think I have learned an incredible amount from all of these regular people about being a parent. I have learned from you that as a sorry as a as a, a mother that you can stand up you know I've learned this from what other people have learned that you can stand up for yourself and your family you can use your most beautiful things your precious quickies can you eat all in your mahmed's spiel elke dag I have learned from these people's letters that you can make pink and blue pancakes with your kids and, and dance till your legs burn. And you can, um, you can, you can ask questions, uh, when things aren't right. And uh, I have, I have learned about mother daughter relationships that I didn't have or don't have anymore. And I have learned, so much from them and then monday i had the privilege of sitting with a friend who said that they feel so lost they don't know if they can trust god anymore they don't know if they feel god anymore and they don't know how to encounter god anymore and i was sitting with him not having any answer 
But I started telling them your stories. I have written through three of these books. Sure. And I started telling him about your stories. And um, it has affected my life in such a huge way. And I realized that, first of all, feeling God is not the point. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And when he said, I don't know how to encounter God, it's it's okay. You don't have to know anything. Uh, God is all around you, mm. and He will make an appointment with you if you seek Him. If you just sure. wait, just come. That's all you have to do. Just come, show up. <laughs> God does the rest. And as we started praying and singing, I started weeping. Now this was the moment for me. I started. I get geheil, snot and tran, want ek het besef. I, I, I really realized that it's it's all about like Job, you know, when he lost everything, the last thing he did is he prayed for his friends. So I know this sounds a bit weird, but you have to start praying for your friends. Mm. We need to start becoming rivers and um, tell people about Jesus again. And we need to start encouraging other people. And even if you are bankrupt, and even if you are so depressed you can't lift your head, and even if you have lost your whole family in a fire. Mm. And I've seen my friends. That's what I admire. My friends, you know, she lost her whole family in that fire, and she had an interview. And you know what? She she gave glory to God because, because grace cannot operate to its full power if we live in unthankfulness. Sure. We, and grace cannot operate in its full power if we live outside of God's will. Yeah. So, simple things, but I feel like, I feel like it's all just starting now. Where for the last three years, I have... I've said to myself that I am, you're too old now and you're not relevant anymore and you are, you are not special and you're almost 40 and you have wrinkles <laughs> and you're not skinny and you're not like this or this girl or you don't have a hit single. <laughs> and it's funny because God said to me, and Heinz, this is a word for you also. I really believe God is a calling on your life and you are... Um, yeah, the way you have turned radically for him is such a pleasing aroma. And he says, you and I, we will be relevant until the day that we die. Amen. If we continue to preach the message of relevance, if we continue to preach Christ to people and love them, that that commandment, just love people. Yo, yeah. If you start praying for people, you start loving them. And never mind singing for them. You start loving them so much, it's, it, it breaks your heart. That song, break my heart for what breaks yours, mm. everything for your kingdom's cause. I've sang that song a million times, but man, I have never experienced such love for people as I have now. So, yeah. I wish I could give you a box of tissues. I, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit of a mess myself now trying to just compose. <laughs> um, but I am so blessed by that and so uh, encouraged and challenged. And I, and I think everyone is. And the, the big key that I'm hearing from what you're saying and that we discovered in our conversation 
last night about expectations is the where God really meets us, where we can encounter Him. Like your friend was going, I, I don't know how to encounter. You know what? The best way to do it is to start loving people, start reaching out because we can get so stuck into our own stuff that that actually withholds the the grace, the blessing, the you know, like you say, I love I love that picture of we need to be a river. And you said be a river again, but but that implies that we have been rivers. I think in some cases we've probably never even been a river. Let's so let's choose to to be those rivers as God uh brings the living waters and we share it. I mean I've seen this in my own life. When I try to, you know, bring all my stuff to God and hope that he fixes it, it it's a very that's full of Lewis, Amper. But when I start looking outward and I thought, how can I help this person? How can I love on this person? How can I, you know, in the simple things and in the big things, it's it's amazing how God starts showing up. In in when you look back at your own problems, it's like, wow, you know, it's almost like they, you know, didn't fix themselves, but it's it's it just pales in comparison, and and it's so powerful that you've that you've engaged with people's stories. Because it's it's difficult to do that, but it's at the same time it's so beautiful, um, and to bring a creative thing out of that. And I think that's you know maybe maybe you're starting to walk in in something that God has has prepared you for your whole career is to is to tell these stories mm-hmm. of people's lives in such an amazing way. And and I love that to singing for an audience of one. That is wow, that's so powerful. Yeah, it's kind of different than the way you we used to use that, you know, saying yeah. audience of one. You know, we on songers that all did for oneself to say on oneself better than that full of on it. Yet only crowd. Yes, yes. We singing for the audience of one, but it's it it has a real different meaning meaning for me these days. And um, yeah, sure. You know, um, I think they're probably gonna start. Who, who in the Bible was the weeping prophet? Jeremiah. Yeah, I yeah. think I really associate with him these days because I, I think I know more as I don't know. It's not hormone anymore. Yeah, I think when you allow God to ravish your heart, something else starts ravishing you. Um, yeah. You know. <sighs> but yeah, the, I, Jeremiah, I, I, Jeremiah was lamenting for the people of God. And that, that's why he was, and that's what you're doing. You, you, yeah, yeah, you're hearing the stories of the people of God and, it, and it, it breaks your heart like it breaks God's heart. But, and then he, he brings out something beautiful in it. And that's what I'm hearing. That's. Yeah. So I, I know that they, there are people listening today or that will listen um, maybe in the days to come. Mm. And I'm not going to be naive and think you guys are all shop and you're doing well. And I know there are people filled with joy and you're laughing and you, you're so you're so full of God. But I know that there are people out there that are full of questions and full of resentment and full of anger and full of of, of worry and fear. And I wanna I wanna encourage you. Um, with every being, every little thing in me, everything in my being. Just to, to just, please, please don't stop talking to, to, to God. Like, if you have to argue with him or proclaim it here, I can't handle, but I'm not still there. 
moet nie wegdraai van hom af en, en denk hy het jou verlaat nie, because the only thing that makes us feel separate from God is our own resentment and our own anger and our own forgiveness and and I know God wants to come and heal all of those things and make it new and um, so vandag, I just want to pray, Lord, I pray for everyone listening and I mm. pray for everyone filled with 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 that question is God really good and I want to tell you God is good not because of what he does not because he's healing you or providing for you or because you're safe or because you have a home that doesn't make God good God is good because he is holy yes and he is he is the sacred that is the karen wie hy is hy skuld ons absoluut niks nie mm. and there is nothing good in us apart from him. Um, so, in a manier wil ek vraag, jy nog nie jou hart vir die Heere gegee het nie. If you haven't decided to, to acknowledge him as the only hope, because you may, your mind has maybe come in the way, or you are hearing um, facts and things and dates, I want to ask you to believe like a child. To just believe like a child. And to just let go of all the understanding and let go of all the things um, that you've heard or the things that you've gone through. And just choose because it is a choice. It's not a feeling. But God is so faithful to meet us. And he says that he is close to the brokenhearted. And I can vouch for that because I really feel that he's close. Mm. The more brokenhearted I become, the more I feel a God present. Sure. It's almost like you read my notes uh, because I was gonna, I was gonna ask you um, to to pray for people, um, and and I think that you know we don't have to do it in the sort of typical invitational way, but if 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 that prayer and that message of of Rihanna touched you today, and you you want to make that decision to start choosing um, that. We, yeah, we we want to pray with you. We want to know about your decision, and and the key really is, as you've heard today so beautifully, is to stay close to Him, no matter how you feel, uh, but to choose to stay close to Him. That is that's definitely the key. And uh, wow, that's so powerful. I had many other questions, but I think <laughs> we've we've uh, we've touched on so many powerful things, and this has been such a great uh, conversation. Um, Rihanna, is there anything else that you you would like to that you would like to share that that's that, that's still on your heart to share? Oh, I can heal <laughs> Maybe I can ask you one more question. The when you shared the songs and the stories with your friend on Monday, um, I, obviously you were touched and overwhelmed. But did it do something uh, in in the heart of your friend? Yep. Okay. That's we awesome. um there was this t- this moment where we we just started singing mm. and praying mm. and uh he was also saying like he he just just didn't feel like he could feel god you know and and he hasn't cried like in forever sure but i think the key in the whole thing was that i started crying my head <laughs> off <laughs> Because I was so touched and I, I felt like God was, I was just, please, Lord, let me finish this race. Let me be 
Let me be proclaiming Jesus when when I die, Lord. May my, my children see that in me, and please, please don't let me be deceived or bewitched by this world, and um, mm. may it not steal my affection. And and uh, we were we were just praying, and then he started to weep with me, and we was just we were just sobbing. And um, he he at the end he was just saying, "Thanks for standing in the gap." We maybe there's some people out there, and you need to do like a intervention with some people who are hardening their heart. And if you feel in your heart that that you need to kind of do one of those things, you know, where you kind of embarrass yourself for the sake of someone else, just really telling them that God loves them and He cares for them, and that he, they are not alone, and God will leave the ninety-nine to go for the one. Um, Yes. So just just be obedient to his voice. Don't be silent. Ek het a, my eerste christelike album wat ek uitgebring het. Sy naam was Oopmond. <laughs> en uh, kyk op, kyk af, kyk om jou. Kyk na die een aan jou sy en vraag jouself waarom hou jy jou mond so stil? Waarom hou jy God vir jouself? Mm. Amen. Goeie vraag. God has always been the anthem of my heart. And may he always be. <laughs> yes, he. Sorry. Nee, is recht. I think he is, and he, ek weet, I know the Lord is, is busy moving in our midst, and, uh, and this is what it's all about. And uh, that's why, I, that's why I want to talk about these things because I really believe that what you're talking about and that has been happening in your spirit, it's God's love flowing through you for other people. And uh, really the thing of break my heart for what breaks yours, that's a, that's a, that's a dangerous song to sing because when yeah. that starts happening, this is, this is where we live, you know. Um, and, and I... When God breaks your heart, there's nothing like it. You know it. You know it. And, and that's, for me, for me, that's like a big signpost that he's saying, this is, this is where you need to let your, your river flow in, in this place for this person at this time. And I think if we, if we just stay sensitive to those moments and be intentional, you know, we can, we can see so many people come to Christ that are maybe just one small step away. One conversation away, one truth spoken in love away from experiencing God's love. Um, sure, I, I'm I'm overwhelmed and and grateful. <laughs> Thank you so much, um, Rihanna. Yeah. We we appreciate you. We love you. We we honor you for the woman of God that you are, and and for the voice, <laughs> the voice that you are to this nation. Um, I thank you for that, and I honor you for that. And uh, may your your singing and your speaking voice uh, go even further and reach more hearts and more homes and more marriages and more children. Um, because I will it, not it really sucks. As a belief, please. Um, my obviously the news where that you know that uh, that uh, that family gebrand that 
het ek uh, gesit in die bad en ek het so geheil weer heren. En uh, daar was een oomlik waar my vriendin gesê het, dat dit was so kalm gewees en niemand het geheil nie en niemand het geskree nie en dit was net so kalm en ek sien toe een print van Jesus wat in die vier instap en is net so'n warm gevoel gewees en die een kindje was op Jesus' sy skouwers gewees en die ander in sy arms en die mm. ander was so opgewonde asof hulle nou na die beste plek toe gaan ooit. Wow. Uh, die skrif wat toe by my opkom is Death, where is your sting? Dood, waar is jou angel? Dood, waar is jou seer? Die dood is net die deur wat oopswaai na die heer. En um, ek weet als mense wat kinders um, teruggegeet vir die heren en as familie mense wat julle uh, teruggegeet vir die heren um, dood is nie iets wat hoef, ons meer hoef te vrees nie, en ek is gloe vast in my hart, dat pijn is nie meer deel van, van hulle lot nie, mm. en um, soos openbaring 21 sê, hy sal elke traan afweer, en uh, hy sal een nieuwe jimmel maak vir ons, en um, ja, dood, waar is jou angel? Yeah. Ons hoef nie dit te vrees meer nie, um, Ja, ok, ons moet nou seker maar baie sê, wat ook dat ek met my kap moet opzet. No, I just, if, if I could just come in there, I think um, something that that I think is such a a big um, thing that's a miss in in general, in the church world, and it's a, it's not something we really grew up with, uh, is, is the sense of eternity, knowing that our, our time on this planet is so short in in, in comparison with eternity. And and I think a lot of our uh, wrong expectations are will go away when we start looking at eternity as our as our home. Uh, heaven is our heritage, and to 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 look at that and knowing that you know to live is Christ, but to die is gain. That, that's the way Paul said it: to live is Christ, to die is gain. Let let us live that way. Let us live that way, because while we're here, then we will have an urgency to share the good news of Jesus Christ. But if anything were to happen to us, we know where we're going. So there's a security and a, and a certainty about that. Sure. Um, Rihanna, can I put you on the spot, which I don't think is much of a spot for you, but uh, would you mind uh, playing, uh, even if it's just a little bit of uh, DCN uh, for, for us today, is just speaking that blessing over the people listening? And, yeah. and, then, and then I can end with a prayer. Thank you so much. Sure. Yeah, I can only think of him sing now anymore. <laughs> you can say no. Uh, I want to. Here is in in Bavaria, skyn say on for Sukhuria, I cannot advise the say. Zeg naar jou, mag hij jou vrijerig
you live in the days and the rasis family you get us you get us you get us say hands for you live in the days and the rasis you family in your get us get us get us Heere, ek moet net bid vir Akin wat luister vandag en een uh, sien uitspreek oor hulle. Lord, I thank you for every person that is listening right now. And we just, we just want to take everything we discussed today and, and ask that you will bring what only you can bring, that full spiritual understanding of the truth of your word and that it will sink deeply into the spirit of every person that is watching and listening. And that it will become the truth that they live from. Your truth. Despite circumstances and people and opinions and all this other stuff, Lord, we, we just ask that, that that will stay true, that it will stay strong, and they will be where they live from. Uh, we, we just speak that blessing over them. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. We pray that in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. <laughs> Rihanna, thank you so much. Wow, you have been such a big blessing. There's already people saying that I must bring you back on this program. <laughs> uh, we, we may need to do that uh, if you have time in the future. But uh, thank you so much. And may, may the Lord bless you and your husband, your marriage and your family and keep you and make his face shine upon you. And uh, yeah, thank you for making me cry. <laughs> uh, and everyone else, uh, we're getting a lot of cry emojis here on the comments. Uh, but uh, yeah, just thank you for your hearts. Thank you for, for not compromising. Thank you for speaking exactly the truth that you know is the truth of God. And uh, yeah, I just look forward to seeing you um, yeah, having greater influence, <laughs> having bigger spheres of influence for the kingdom. Uh, and I know that that will happen. So thank you so much and God bless you guys. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us today. What an amazing session with uh, Rihanna Nell. Um, I'm sure you guys were blessed. You'll see in, in, the, in this post, there's a link to her Instagram and to her uh, bookings, booking email. So if you guys please will go and follow and see what, what she's up to and what she's doing. And uh, I'm sure soon things will be opened and we'll have more events and shows and you can go and enjoy that as well. Uh, thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, God bless you. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And remember, God's love can and will unlock anything in your life. Thank you so much.